Welcome to the Vibrant Living Podcast with Stacey Harmer. I'm so grateful you're here. I'm a certified holistic health and life coach and passionate about creating a vibrant life. We'll have conversations about nourishing your body, heart, mind, and soul, discovering your purpose and passion, and sharing your gifts with the world. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 17, our relationship manuals. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. So good to connect with you again this week. I'm super excited about this topic. I feel pretty passionate about relationships. They're important, right? Well, as humans, we are made to connect with one another. We have multiple relationships in our lives and having wonderful relationships can bring so much joy, love, and meaning in our lives. Well, isn't it interesting that while relationships can be a source of so much joy, it can also be a source of great pain and sorrow. So I think it's a worthy endeavor to understand how we can strengthen our relationships. It was actually my study in graduate school for my master's thesis. I did a longitudinal study on happiness and success in marriage. Well, I actually started the study and we contacted couples before they were married, followed up after a year, and that study continued on 20 years. Well, I won't go into the details and findings of that study here, but suffice it to say, I've always been interested and invested in building strong relationships. Although I admit, I've had plenty of failures along the way and learning and growing. And But you know what? I always call those learning opportunities. There's no such thing as a failure in a relationship at all. It's learning from it if we can learn and change and tweak as we go, right? So one of my favorite trainings on relationships and marriage is the Gottman program. I trained and certified as a Gottman leader on principles to make marriage work. And I have a course and I'll share some of those tools in future episodes. I think John and Julie Gottman are the absolute cream of the crop when it comes to relationships and marriage. But today I want to talk to you about something that I feel is really quite mind expanding. It's training I received from the Life Coach School on relationship manuals that we have in our lives. We have all sorts of manuals. In fact, recently our microwave, microwave went out. So we had a repairman come and replace it. Well, he left a manual on our counter. That's the instruction manual. In fact, we have a box of manuals in our back closet of all of our appliances in our home. So a manual is an instruction guide. But do you know that we actually have manuals or instruction guides for the people in our lives about how we would like them to behave so we can feel good and be happy? We generally don't tell the other person what's in our manual. And we usually don't even realize we have it or see the pain it causes us. Does this sound familiar at all to you? We feel that the other person should just know what to do and know how to treat us. While it may seem justified to have expectations of other people, it can be very damaging when your emotional happiness is directly tied to their behaving a certain way. Once we realize that these manuals exist, we can then say, is this really serving me? We can at least bring awareness to it and shine a light on it. So let me give you an example. Sharon strongly dislikes her ex-husband and blames him for everything else she is currently struggling with. She often says, if it wasn't for him, I would be happy and successful and wealthy. He is the reason I have no happiness, no money. 
She has been divorced for 20 years and is still giving this man power in her emotional life. So letting her story about him and who he was and how he should have been causes her to be miserable. She's been dedicated to hating him and feeling this hate every day for 20 years. Okay, this is just one example of how she has a manual of this relationship in the past and it is controlling her in the present moment. Anytime we give another person the power over our emotional well-being, we are literally giving up our power. So I don't know if you've heard the book, His Needs, Her Needs. But when I was teaching marriage enhancement classes for BYU Salt Lake Center, there was a number of books I love to use. And that was one of the books that I really liked. My husband and I have used and read that book and both liked the concept. Well, the concept in general is good, but when you nitpick it, you realize there are some problems here. His needs, her needs is where the man has certain needs. Women have certain needs that they desire to be met and they are often different. The whole idea is if the woman is meeting the man's needs and the man is meeting the woman's need, there would be no divorce. We just have to understand what the needs are and meet them for each other. Well, that's a good idea in concept, but we want to try to do what we can to make another person happy. But with that, there's also manipulation or a feeling of you have to meet my needs. And if you don't, then my happiness depends on you. Then we are giving up all our power to the other person. And that can be a problem. There is great cause of suffering within ourselves when we believe we could be happier if we could just change another person's behavior. Wouldn't that be nice? But the bottom line is that most of us can't even change our own, right? Most of us can't even control our own selves. So the idea that if we can just control the other person and that would make us happy, that's not really going to work. When another person's behavior, whatever they do, well, that is a circumstance. And I've talked about with the model, well, something that happens is a circumstance. It's a fact. It doesn't mean anything until we think a thought about it and attach meaning to it. So really having another person doing whatever they are going to do, we have to understand that circumstances are neutral. And it isn't until we have a thought about it we can choose that thought that it gives any meaning. So that thought creates the feelings, the vibration in our body, and those feelings drive our action, which bring about the results in our lives. What do you think about another person controlling your emotional well-being? I think all of us could probably sit back and say, yes, I've been there. I know I have. I know I've had certain things happen in my life where I've said, ah, if they would just do this, or wait a second, they're not following my manual of how I expected this life would be or how I expected them to show up. Man, if, if they would just change, life would be so much better. We easily tie our emotional well-being to other people's actions. Bottom line is, once people are adults, they have the agency to live and do what they want to do. Of course, we think it would be perfect if they would live and do exactly what we would want them to do, but ultimately, Everyone has his or her own agency. So here are some common manual instructions. She should call or text me back when I reach out to her. She should invite me when she has a gathering or party. 
she should write me a thank you note or a gift or when I give her a gift. He should be kind and understand when I'm frustrated. He should support me with my goals and dreams. He should spend less time at work. He should spend more time with the kids. He should take out the garbage without being asked. Well, these are all examples. Um, and they're simple, but the truth is that our manuals are thick with expectations. They are complicated and detailed. Rather than sharing these expectations with a person, we often feel that the other person should just inherently know <laughs> what we expect of them. We could go on and on about other people, our spouses and our children. I'm going to give one caveat. With children, there's a bit of a difference in the manual because we do have expectations and we can set consequences. We are their parents and we are their guides, but we also do not need to tie our emotional well-being to what they do or don't do. For example, if you don't clean your room, I'm going to be frustrated. Or that makes mommy really sad when you make a big mess. Can you see when I say that how I'm trying, tying my feeling up to the circumstance versus really taking a look at the thought we have when, we, when they don't clean the room. Maybe the thought is, they never listen to me or they're being disrespectful of the rules in my home. Then it is from that thought that creates the feeling of frustration that drives our actions and creates the results in our relationships. When we want a different feeling, we change the thought. So the idea that we can just let go of someone's manual is very freeing. That is letting go of the manual or expectations that we have on another adult. So if your emotional life is tied to your partner's behavior, like I said, you're giving all your power away and you're setting yourself up for disaster. Also being in a relationship with someone that is very needy can be very draining and exhausting. I don't know if you've ever been in a relationship like that, but it's difficult. That is where the other person's emotional well-being is tied to whatever you do. It can be very draining and is very unhealthy. His needs, her needs is great. And we want to do whatever we can do to make a spouse, friend, the child happy. But the healthiest idea is we are responsible for our own happiness. We get to own it. We get to own all of our thoughts and feelings and emotions and actions. <laughs> It's our own well-being. Whoa, what a concept. If we can be happy on our own and not tied to someone else's behavior, wow, we are just light years ahead. It's so easy to get caught up in the cycle that is just natural. But if we can let go of the manual and just love, guess what happens? Guess who gets the feeling of love? Love is one of the highest vibrations we can experience. We talk about high vibe all the time. When we have feelings of frustration, disappointment, anger, resentment, guilt, shame, those are all low vibrating emotions. If we, if we resent another person, guess what? It's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to get sick. What is it doing? It is actually bringing our own vibration down. It's hurting us. It's making us miserable. The other person may be completely oblivious. Just like in the example I shared about Sharon and her ex-husband that has actually gone on with his life. He's remarried, happy, but Sharon is living the cycle over and over. And it is only damaging her. You understand that, right? 
When we can let go of the manual, we can just love another person. And when we love, we are the ones that feel the vibration and experience it. When we love, we are the beneficiaries and love feels good. I know it's easier said than done, but what if we were to just let the manuals fall? I know that I have definitely held manuals for my husband, children, friends, etc. I can just tell you that it does no good ever, ever, ever to try to change another person. And I'm sure they feel the same way about me. What good is that? It just keeps us focusing on our expectations and what is not being met. It only creates unnecessary suffering if we are holding out hope that another person will change. The reason why you ever want someone else to change the way they're behaving is because of how you think you will feel because of their changed behavior. Other people's behavior has no impact on us emotionally until we think about it, interpret it, and choose to make it mean something. No matter what people do, how they act, or what they say, we don't have to give others the power to determine how we feel. Whenever we think someone else's behavior causes our emotions, we have not only set ourselves up to feel negative emotion, but we've also set ourselves up to be completely powerless because the only way that we can then feel better is if this other person changes. What if it is okay to love them exactly where they are and changing your thought that you should behave a certain way? They are on their own path and journey and they get to learn the lessons that they go through because it is their own journey. I know for myself, I had to learn my lessons in really difficult ways that I probably wouldn't have expected or chosen for myself. But that is what I believe was part of the grand design and I've learned and grown and my children and husband get to do the same. I can just throw away the manual and I get to love this human because they are incredible. They're amazing. Like I said, this is easier said than done. <laughs> and I have to really consciously be aware of what I'm doing. If you're anything like me, you wanted and tried to get others to behave in a way that works for you. This is also tied to control. We want to control the things in our lives. We don't want to feel like our lives are spinning out of control. But the only reason we may be trying to get this person to behave a certain way is because we think it will make us feel better. We don't want to be frustrated with this person. We want to be happy. But what if we can have any feeling we want and it is not tied to whatever that person does? Someone else's behavior cannot determine how I feel. It's only what I think about their behavior. Then we can pause and take a deep breath and stop trying to control them so much. Some of my children have chosen a different faith path than what I wanted for them or raised them with. I made that mean all sorts of things. And I also tried to control and change their decisions. That only brought pain and more of a division. I'm not perfect at this for sure, but when I can let go and let God, I can focus on simply loving them for the amazing humans that they are. I'm constantly just in awe of my children. I love and adore them and I'm so grateful for them. Think about the people in your life that you have manuals for. Think about who you want to change and what you want them to do. Like I mentioned, it is a little bit different if you are raising children because your job is to help them write their own operational manuals for chores and responsibilities they may have around the house. 
it's the same thing as if you're a manager or a boss in a professional situation. There are expectations that you would set for your employee. This is very different from a manual that I'm describing. A manual says that if you don't behave in a certain way, I'm going to feel something. It's like, I'm going to be very upset if you don't clean up after yourself or do these dishes. That's very different than saying something like, if you don't clean your room, there will be a consequence for you. That's different than saying, you hurt my feelings because you didn't clean your room and it makes me feel very upset. Do you see the difference? That's something called emotional blackmail. And it's important to separate the two. We can make requests of people and not tie our emotional life to them. We can make requests to our spouse about things we want or desire, being home at a certain time, date nights, how we want to be treated, etc. But when we tie our emotional happiness to whether they respond or not, that's when we get into trouble. We might do whatever we can do to get them to behave in a certain way so we feel better. That is the manual, the rule book, and what we make it mean when they don't follow it. The alternative is that we make a request, and then if they don't honor our request, we get to take responsibility for how we feel. That doesn't mean we don't make requests or stay in situations where others are crossing boundaries and not living in line with our values, but that is a different issue. We set up boundaries and consequences. That will be in another podcast that we'll discuss. This concept of manuals is something that I learned in my training in the Life Coach School. It is powerful and empowering when we realize that we can never control another person and we can be free when we let go of the manual and can focus on the relationship. It's something that I'm continually working on and can slip back into using a manual, but just shining a light on it can bring us into a higher consciousness and awareness of it. Much of these teachings go hand in hand with what Byron Katie teaches, which is called the work. It is loving what is. In my next episode, I'll be sharing the lessons that I've learned from Byron Katie and a summary of her work. It is truly life-changing and can help bring about so much peace just to give you a brief overview and understanding, she says that the only time we suffer is when we believe a thought that argues with what is. She says that if you want reality to be different than it is, you might as well try to teach a cat to bark. <laughs> you can try and try, and in the end, the cat will look up at you and say, meow. Wanting reality to be different than it is is hopeless. In her writing, she says, and yet, if you pay attention, you'll notice that you believe thoughts like this a dozen times a day. People should be kinder. Children should be well-behaved. My husband or wife should agree with me. I should be thinner or prettier or more successful. These thoughts are ways of wanting reality to be different than it is. It's having a manual or instruction guide for everyone around us. She says that all the stress that we feel is caused by arguing with what is. People new to the work often ask Katie, but it would be disempowering to stop my argument with reality. If I simply accept reality, I'll become passive. I may even lose the desire to act. Then she answers them with a question. Can you really know that that's true? Which is more, more empowering? I wish I hadn't lost my job or I lost my job. What intelligent solutions can I find right now? 
Like I mentioned, her work is tied to the concept of our relationship manuals. It's mind-blowing and powerful when we realize that we can change everything in an instant with choosing different thoughts and simply loving what is. I hope you found these concepts helpful today. As always, I want you to take an action step from what I've shared. So take a look at the manuals you have set up in your life. Choose one relationship or even one expectation that you can simply drop. Drop the manual. What are you tying your emotional happiness to? Is it another person? Is it what they do or what they think? Know that you have the power to take that back and let them be and you can be in charge of your own emotional well-being. It takes practice. Breathe through it. Love what is. Thanks, you guys, for joining in today. I hope you found it helpful. Hey, I wanted to make you aware of two exciting events coming up. First, are you in need of some healing? If so, invest in yourself. Come join us for an amazing week in Hawaii. Relax and rejoice in having your body, heart, mind, and spirit nourished daily. Enjoy the grace and tranquility of an open ocean. We'll be doing daily meditation, yoga, breathing, introspective, and group circle time. You'll experience health and healing from the inside out. We'll also have amazing experiences on the island like hiking and swimming near waterfalls, hiking to a lighthouse, and visiting sacred spots and temples. This retreat is April 18th through the 24th, and the time is ticking to get registered and get your airfare, so reach out to me. You may even consider coming and bringing like a daughter or a sister or friend with you. We have just a couple spots left. Also, mark your calendar for May 14th for our Vibrant Living Wellness Conference in Sandy, Utah. This will be a wonderful day of connection, learning, healing. We want you to join us. It's going to be in person, but we will have virtual for those of you that are out of state. Lots of speakers, vendors, and experiences, but more details to come. Thank you, thank you, and I hope you have a wonderful week, my friends. Love you. Bye-bye.